Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stronger Minds with me, Kimberly Wilson. I'm a chartered practitioner psychologist with a master's degree in nutrition, so I talk about psychology, mental health, food, and everything in between. And today I want to talk about a psychological phenomenon that I'm sure will be familiar to many of you, and that's regret. I'm going to talk about what it is, how it's generated in your brain, and at the end of the episode, I'll tell you how you can reduce the amount of regret you experience in your own life. I always like to start with a definition so we're all on the same page. So I'm using regret to mean a feeling of sadness or disappointment caused by something that has happened or something that you have done or not done. So regret involves an aspect of remembering, of looking back and thinking about the decision made, the action taken or not taken. And it's unpleasant, uncomfortable, even painful. Psychologically, the phenomenon of regret is only possible because our brain is capable of imagining alternate presents. This is called counterfactual thinking and it begins to emerge around the age of seven. When we regret something, what is happening is that our brain has generated an alternate version of our life where things worked out differently and we're feeling the pain of the imagined distance between where we are in our current real-world reality and where our brains are telling us we could have been. For the most part, we tend to regret for longer the things that we didn't do, rather than the things we did. Of course, if we do something egregious, like uh, commit a crime that ends in us being imprisoned for many, many years, of course we will regret that, but those tend to be the rarer occasions. But more often, it's the missed opportunities, the times that we held back or didn't act, that haunt us. And these regrets of inaction or passivity, so staying in a job that you hate for too long, staying in a relationship that's not working, are also more likely to be linked to negative emotional states like anxiety, depression, and that feeling of being stuck. We also know that the more options you have, the more regret you are liable to experience. And this is because with a plethora of options, your brain has a lot more material with which to simulate these alternate realities. And as an aside, this is something to think about in the era of online dating. When you join an online dating app, there might be hundreds or thousands of potential people to date. How do you choose? And how do you know that you've made the right choice? And interestingly, this is thought to be one of the reasons that people experience an increase in life satisfaction shortly after they get married. 
by making the commitment they have, at least theoretically, narrowed the available options. So their brains stop thinking about the other relationships they could be in and settle into this present reality. At least that's how it works in theory. But there is also a type of regret that is based on projecting forwards into the future. This is known as anticipatory regret. If I don't do this now, then I'll regret it in the future. This anticipatory regret is usually honed from your previous experience. So for example, if you didn't ask somebody for a date in the past and then regretted it, and so you're determined that next time you'll shoot your shot. In this way, your brain is learning from the pain of the previous experience and using that pain to shift your behavior. And in this sense, we can think of regret as a learning tool. Like the way the pain of a burnt finger teaches us not to put our hand in the fire again, the pain of regret can teach us to act differently in the future. And in fact, a sense of regret is linked to the skill of delayed gratification, which itself has been linked to lots of positive life outcomes. However, my experience is that your tolerance for regret, and by extension, your ability to use it as a learning tool, is directly linked to how self-critical you are, or conversely, how self-compassionate you are. What I mean is that a harsh inner critic can get in the way of the adaptive opportunity of regret. For example, let's say you're going to a dinner where you have to order your meal in advance. You select something you think you will like or that sounds interesting and your choice is locked in. However, when you get to eating it, it's really not that nice. You have menu regret. It's very common and not your fault, but the resulting internal conversation really matters. Someone who is very self-critical may then be full of self-recrimination. Why did I make such a stupid choice? Now my dinner is ruined. That's one meal that I'll never get back. The next time I'll stick to what I know. And if they're not careful, this person may then spend the rest of their lives making the safe choice. Now, perhaps this isn't a big deal if all we're talking about is the occasional dinner. But if this attitude extends to other features of their decision-making, jobs, friends, partners, other opportunities, then there's a risk that this person ends up living a smaller life than they deserve. And for me, personally, I can't think of many things sadder than deathbed regrets. Alternatively, the self-compassionate person who orders the wrong thing from the menu says, well, I couldn't have known. And if it had been delicious, I'd be celebrating. Now I know to double check the next time. They commiserate with the others that made the same fateful dinner decisions and get pizza on the way home. That is to say, they forgive themselves and move on. People who limit their risks or don't tolerate disappointment tend to be those who are most self-critical, who tell themselves that they should have made a better decision in the past. They punish themselves with regret rather than learning from it. This emerges a lot, as you can imagine, in therapy. In fact, therapy is a constant negotiation between felt or past regret and anticipatory regret. I should have left my marriage sooner versus should I leave my marriage now or will I regret that in the future? And it can be very, very hard because even though your brain can run its simulations, you have no idea 
how accurate it is. Perhaps you would have been happier single, but you'll never really know for sure. Because real life doesn't have dress rehearsals or do-overs. We're always moving forwards. That said, many years of hearing people's stories and histories of their families, seeing how similar scenarios play out across different lives, has given me some insight and has influenced the way that I make decisions in my own life. So here's how I limit future regret. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The first thing I will recommend, which I would admit is easier said than done, is to commit to facing reality. I've seen too many people lose too many years to denial about their present circumstances, in one way or another pretending that things are okay when they're really, really not. Their relationship, their drinking, their niggling health issue. If your relationship is so-so now, don't just allow it to continue like this. Face the reality, get help, communicate with your partner, leave, whatever it is, you have to address the reality you are currently living in. I know that facing reality is scary and it's hard, but if you avoid dealing with it, you will lose time. And the more time you lose, the fewer options you will have. What I'm saying is that doing the hard thing now often saves you years of pain, disappointment or regret in the future. I know it can be hard to reflect on your own experience, so it can be helpful when thinking about facing reality to imagine that someone else, someone you care about, is telling you the same story or is facing your dilemma. What would you tell them? The second thing which can help with the first is to think about future you. I suggest taking a piece of paper or a journal and doing this exercise. Imagine it's five years from now and things are exactly the same. Looking back from this future vantage point, how will you feel about your decision in this moment? What will you wish you had done? What would you want to say to yourself? What will you 
have lost. Now, having thought about all of that, what do you want to do? And what could be the first step? We typically find it very difficult to value things that feel far off into the future. That's why I often suggest using a website called Future Me. No affiliation, no links, no kickbacks. But you can go to www.futureme.org and write an email to your future self. For the purposes of this exercise, it can just be a short note and you can schedule it to send in a week or a fortnight's time. The point is that the email will arrive sooner than you think. This will remind you that the actions you take now will have consequences and you will be living with those consequences sooner than you realise. So think carefully and act consciously. Third, always try your best. Don't half ask things. We have no guarantees that things will work out. Success is where luck meets effort and you really only have control over the latter. So put the effort in. If it works out, the rewards will feel even sweeter. And if it doesn't, you'll at least be able to say genuinely that you tried. And that's important. I also think it can be very helpful to be clear on your values. So often in life, there is no right or perfect answer. The best we can do is to say, the decision I made was congruent with my values at the time. I didn't compromise myself in the process of making that decision. If you've never worked on your values before, you can find an exercise called the Values Card Sort on the resources page of my website, KimberlyWilson.co. And that's Kimberly with an L-E-Y. Linked to that, my fifth suggestion is to work on your self-compassion. Self-blame is a component of regret, so self-compassion is its remedy. Learn to forgive yourself for being human. In fact, I'll do a separate podcast on self-compassion so you can look out for that. Finally, heed the stories of those who have gone before you. Regret research indicates that the most common domains of life where we experience regret are education, so wishing we'd tried harder in school or gone for that degree or not dropped out, career, making bigger choices, bolder choices with our jobs, romance, taking a chance on love, asking people out for a date, and parenting, wishing we'd spent more quality time or put more investment into our children. At least that's the case for Americans. That's where this research has been conducted. So when you have the opportunity, put the best of yourself into those areas. Famously, the number one regret of the dying is I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. To do that, you have to live your life with your eyes and your heart open. Face reality and do what you can to live your life on purpose. Remember that regret is a learning tool, a pain we experience so that we can make better decisions in the future. And actually, research indicates that though it's unpleasant, most people come to value it as beneficial in the end. If you're someone who is troubled by ruminative regret, that's the kind of persistent replaying of your past mistakes in a way that isn't helping you, especially if it's linked to feelings of anxiety and or depression, that's when it can be helpful to seek the counsel of a therapist. And pretty much any type of qualified and registered therapist or clinical or counselling psychologist should be able to help with these issues. 
Okay, that's all I have for today. If you have any thoughts that you'd like to share about regret, please pop them in under the Instagram post for this episode. I think the next podcast will be answering a question I received about hyper-independence and what that means for our relationships. That just leaves me to thank you so much for listening. And until next time, take good care. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.